Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. I am Greeny, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance, and I am ripping up literally everything that we had planned. We do have Kurt Warner coming up live today. We will talk plenty about the upcoming Super Bowl, but within the last 20 minutes, I had Brian Winhorst on Get Up With Me on ESPN, and that is the only place we can start. Here we go! Only one place to start. And that is right. The one place to start is going to be with the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. And the Straight Talk is coming from my NBA insider and friend extraordinaire, Brian Winhorst, as we are now a day and a half away from the NBA trade deadline and things are getting hot in the Eastern Conference. Wendy, thank you for jumping in here. And please, for the audience that was not with us on Get Up about 20 minutes ago, share what you are hearing about the latest out of Philadelphia and Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, I know that Steve Nash and others are saying there's nothing happening, but that's that's not true, and I understand why they aren't aren't saying that uh, because this is so sensitive. But the sides are absolutely talking, absolutely negotiating. Um, you know, yesterday the the 76ers were out looking for other moves, uh, talking to other teams about other moves, moving players, opening roster spots, leading those teams to believe that they were getting ready to make the other deal and they are they have swapped offers and really right now it's about haggling the ancillary parts now does that mean it's absolutely going to get done by tomorrow no i can't say that i'm not sitting in the room it's complicated but i would just the way i described it to you on get up is that they are in the deal zone right now um and so i am leaning towards this probably happening i don't want to like guarantee it or anything but I, i i i think we're headed in that direction So fascinating. And obviously the clock is ticking. And and who is it that says um, it was Andrew Brandt who always says, you know, deadlines uh, cause action or whatever the expression he uses all the time. We're approaching the deadline. Wendy, what do we know about who wants this to happen? That to me is the fascinating piece of this. The NBA is like this great Shakespearean drama. So I understand fully why the Sixers want to move on from Ben Simmons. That's obvious. I understand why the Nets might be wanting to make this trade in part because there's no reason to believe James Harden stays with them after this year. So if you can get an an all-star in return for him, that makes sense. But how about the people involved? Do we know if this is what Harden wants? Do we know if this is what Kevin Durant wants? Greeny, I can't tell you how much James Harden wants this. Really? And because... He basically, I mean, you got to be very careful using the Q word or saying whatever, but his actions over the last, like, 10 days are basically a threat to the, the Nets. What he did in Sacramento last week, at, at, at that time the Nets had lost, I believe, five or six in a row. Durant was obviously out. They were playing in Sacramento. That's a game they got to win for about five different reasons. And just to, just to frame this, James Harden, until he hurt his hamstring in a game in the first quarter last spring and had to leave the game in the first quarter, he had scored in double figures in 450 consecutive games. He's one of the greatest scorers in, in NBA history. 
He then, after that happened, he got healthy from that. He then had a streak of 44 consecutive games. Last week in Sacramento, he played 37 minutes and scored four points. Okay? Mm. That doesn't even articulate the effort level he gave on defense in that game. And then he basically shut it down for the rest of that road trip, and he is screaming in every way he possibly can, I don't want to be here, get me out of here, just like he did in Houston. And so what the real issue is here for the the Nets is not the consequences of making this deal. It's the consequences of not making this deal. If they don't do this trade, what is James Harden going to do the rest of the season? And then, of course, what is he going to do when he becomes a free agent in the summer? That's what has spurred this into, into being. James Harden's basic feeling that I don't want to be here anymore. Spectacular from Brian Windhorst, who's with us here. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. It does bring me back to the other key person in all this, though, and that is Kevin Durant, who... I think is the one person who has covered himself in some valor in Brooklyn through all of this, while the rest of it has just been like a sideshow and a circus. Um, what, if anything, do we know about what he wants to see happen here? Kevin Durant, I have as much admiration for Kevin Durant's talent as I do almost anybody I've ever seen. I think he is so brilliant and I, I covered the Olympic team in Tokyo last summer, and Greeny, they should have given him two gold medals. He carried Team USA to that medal. I thought Greg Popovich was going to kiss him on. If we didn't have COVID protocols, I think Popovich would have kissed him on the lips <laughs> at the end of that uh, at the end of that Olympic. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, and I, and I don't know why, uh, Kyrie Irving is able to connect with Kevin Durant. I don't think that that marriage makes sense to me. I I, I frankly think, to put it bluntly, I think Durant could do better. But Kyrie and Kevin connect, and it connected, and Kyrie got him to Brooklyn. All of the other options he had, not just where to play, but who to play with. Kyrie got him to, won the Derby. It's, you know, it's after the shot he hit in Game 7 in 2016. I would argue it's the greatest accomplishment of Kyrie's career, is, is getting Durant to really believe and trust in him. And that connection, that coupling, has survived this, situ- this situation. Durant is aligned with Kyrie. He was aligned with Kyrie when he got there, and he remains aligned with Kyrie. And Harden is not. Last year, Harden and Kyrie really worked hard to, to fit together. You could see it on the court. You could hear it when they talked about it. They were 16-3 and three playing together last year when Harden or when Durant was out. They really tried to work. That is over. The Harden Irving relationship ain't working. Harden is basically, you know, written it on his chest if you've been paying attention. And Durant is remains, you know, believe believe that that he and Kyrie can do this. And so I suspect that that will result in Harden being gone whether it's this week or this summer. 
Just spectacular work. Uh, Wendy, just setting it off here. Outstanding. Thank you so much for jumping in here with me on short notice. I'll just let everybody know. Like the second he was on Get Up, I looked at Hembo. I said, find out if Wendy can start the radio show with us because that's just great stuff. Thank you, my man. And we will uh, keep uh, in touch with you as the day goes on. Enjoy the rest of the day, Greeny. All right, thank you. Uh, so Brian Winhorse with us again the day before the trade deadline. I'm just spectacular, and we happen to have here uh, two VPs of fandom involved. We have um, we have Nuno, who is my VP of basketball insight and knowledge, and while he's a passionate Nick fan, obviously this is your backyard here in Brooklyn. And then I've got my main man, Hembo, who is a Philadelphia fan all of his life. And, I, I mean, I don't know if you have voodoo dolls of Ben Simmons in your house or what it is. Let me start with you. You're the easy one. If this trade happens, if, if give everyone a preview, if, if, if we get, you know, Woj tweets in the next 20 minutes while we're on the air that they have just made this deal, what will be the first thing you say? We will start. Wait, his mic is not on, guys. I can already tell. We do not hear Hembo. Let me start with Nuno while you guys fix that. Nuno, if this deal gets done, what will you say about it from a Nets perspective? That they just better hope and pray that uh, Kevin Durant comes back healthy. Because without him at the the all time great level that you know player that he is and at that level, even with Ben Simmons, they're not winning a championship. No. So with Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant, you're suggesting they still Kevin Durant will still need to be superhuman to carry that team to a championship. Is that what you're saying? I do. I still believe that they'll need to do that. Uh, Just because, like, what's Ben Simmons going to do on that team, right? Like, uh, Kyrie needs the ball in his hand all the time. And Ben Simmons, that's what you need for him, right? You need him to be the facilitator. Right. Are you going to get that from him? Like, I just don't know. See, I have felt all along that Simmons would be a great teammate for Durant. But you bring up the problem which is that the other two guys, in order to be at their best, both Kyrie and Harden, need to play with the ball in their hands. Let's get Hembo Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Hembo, how do you feel about this from a Philly side? Overwhelmed. If, if, if Daryl Morey can pull this off, it will, be, it will be one of the great moves that any general manager has ever made in Philadelphia. All my buddies are freaking out um, with the prospects of this happening because you've got to keep in mind, Joel Embiid isn't just having the best season of his career. He's going to win the MVP this year. He's having an all-time great season. But without something else, with a zero in the Ben Simmons roster spot, your chance of winning a championship is zero. You put James Harden in that spot, it doesn't matter how good Brooklyn gets with Ben Simmons, you immediately have a good chance to win a championship. And there are a lot of people in the city, myself included, that think they would actually be an ideal basketball pairing. So like what Wendy just did, I mean, Wendy just made my day 10 times over. I'm now holding him to this. Trade talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. I'll tell you who agrees with you is Kendrick Perkins. Big Perk twice this week told me on Get Up that if the Sixers get Harden and you pair Harden with Embiid, that he thinks they become the favorites in the East. I will just say one quick thing. James Harden is obviously a spectacularly talented player, and I will not fault you for rooting for him like crazy if he comes to your Sixers because he might bring them a championship. But the way that guy behaves, and you just heard Wendy break it all down, this is a man who's being paid $44 million this season. He's being paid $44 million. Do you really believe that he hasn't played a lot lately because he had a hand and a hamstring. He woke up on the day they had a nationally televised game against the Warriors. Was it? Yeah, against Golden State. He woke up with a swollen hand and didn't play. All of a sudden, now he's got a hamstring and didn't play. Scored four points in Sacramento. This is a man who's being paid $44 million to do his job. 
There is a level of professionalism that is missing from that. I'm all for him being unhappy, going to management, saying, look, I'm going to leave if you don't trade me. You're going to lose me for nothing. All that is fine. But to quit on your team and your fans and your league and everybody else under any circumstances, but somehow it feels way worse when you're getting paid $44 million is unimaginable. And this is the second time in two years he has quit on the team that he was on. Correct. And, and the world didn't pay as much attention to it in Houston because it felt like, all right, they're starting over. He took them as far as they could go. Look, that's a guy who the one thing you say about him is traditionally, at least, he always played. That's the guy who played all the games. He didn't load manage and all that kind of stuff. That was my favorite thing about him because his game is unwatchable. I mean, he's, he's not a pretty player to watch. It's horrendous, but it's effective. So I give him credit for that. And he always played, and I give him credit for that. But this you can't give him credit for. And this is a real problem, and something is going to have to be done about it. I, I hope the deal gets done, because I think it makes both sides and everything else more interesting along the way. Hey, did you know that according to research, 90% of employers plan to enhance their employee experience this year? And if you need to add more employees, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can invite your top choices to apply. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Uh, Kurt Warner will join us. We'll have plenty of Super Bowl conversation today. And again, much more on this. We will keep a very close ear to the NBA trade deadline. This is getting good, and we're just getting started on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. All right, as I bring Kurt Warner into the conversation, we're going to see if he can answer. Good morning, first and foremost, Kurt Warner. Welcome to ESPN Radio. Nice to have you, as always. How you doing, my friend? Uh, good. And, and my main man, Hembo, has a trivia question. Let's see if you can answer it correctly. Go ahead, Hembo. What's the question? Yes, who is the last player to win league MVP and win the Super Bowl in the same season? Kurt Warner, can you answer that question? Come on, Hembo. You, you got to give me something tougher than that. That, that was me, Greeny. <laughs> I always love it when the answer is the person with us. Kurt Warner in 99 uh, is the last player to win the Super Bowl MVP and, uh, and, and, excuse me, to win the Super Bowl and win the league MVP. It's worth pointing out eight MVPs have reached the Super Bowl. 
since 2000, but all of them lost the game. And Kurt, I know I have a somewhat limited window with you here, so let me dive right into this. I'm trying to get to the bottom of this Joe Burrow thing, right? Because the wave, there's just something different about him. And, and, and Rob Gronkowski is talking about, yeah, that's the guy I'd like to go play with. I, I can see how good he is. It's, it's obvious to even someone like me how good he is. But through a quarterback's eyes, there's clearly something different going on with this young player, the way he has transformed his franchise and the way everyone reacts to him. What, what is it? What is it about Joe Burrow? <laughs> well, isn't that the million-dollar question? Don't, don't we wish we could put our finger on it and we could define it and we could teach it? Um, you know, I think you know, when you talk to Joe – you know, it's amazing. He's got such great flair, and as everybody throws around, you know, the great swag that you see. But when you talk to him, he's so even keel. And, you know, there's not, you know, a, a lot of what seems like energy there. And I think it's just kind of a quiet confidence that he believes in who he is. You know, he's had to go through, a, a, you know, a bunch of adversity. You know, he's in college. He's a guy that's sitting on the bench waiting his turn, transfers. Um, and I think all that stuff – you know, helps guys to, to feel unfazed with all the different things that get thrown at them. And that, to me, is who's, who Joe Burrow is, is that you want your quarterback to be unfazed by any situation. Uh, you know, whether you're getting sacked nine times or whether you're down 21-3, to three, um, you know, to, to the AFC champs from the year before. Whatever that is, you want your quarterback to believe, I got this, just, just follow me. And there's never any panic because oftentimes in those situations, People come into the huddle, and they've got these big eyes, and they're looking right at you, and they're going to go, okay, what are you going to do? You know, what do you look like? Are you going to panic in this situation? And I think Joe just has that calm because he always feels prepared. He always feels like he can make that play in the moment. Being unfazed uh, just kind of, uh, you know, leaks down into the entire team. And I think we've seen that is that they've been in some crazy moments this year but he always seems to settle them in, make the play, and get them to the other side. And so uh, everybody's looking for it. Uh, hard to define, hard to know where it comes from. But you're right. It definitely seems like Joe Burrow has it. Kurt Warner is with us today. He's a part of a program with TiVo that we'll talk about in just a moment here. The quarterback on the other side obviously couldn't be um, in a more different circumstance. Although, I mean, again, Burrow was the first pick in the draft and won the Heisman. But you got Matt Stafford, who was the first pick in the draft a generation ago. He's now 34 years old and getting his chance. And it sort of reminds me a little bit of your career to the extent that, um, you know, you started, you had the great success with the Rams, uh, and then you at the, at sort of at the very end of your career, come back in Arizona, and there you are in the Super Bowl. Stafford had all this time in Detroit, and now he gets his shot here at the age of 34. What is that experience like? to be there when you know you're closer to the end than the beginning of your career? Well, I mean, I think everybody deserves to have this moment, especially the players that have played at a high level for a long time. And so, you know, you have to believe Matthew Stafford is really trying to take all this in after everything that he had been through. And I know he wanted to bring a championship to Detroit to have this opportunity to be around a team that, uh, you know, that can help him, that he doesn't have to, carry the load. I mean, very few quarterbacks have been in that situation where you feel like every single time you show up on Sunday afternoon, you have to play great. If you don't play great, your team has no chance. And I felt like that was Matthew Stafford for the first decade of his career. And you're just like, how's that have to wear on you? And so, you know, he comes to LA and, and I think the real question for a lot of people is, okay, you put up a lot of yards and we know you've got this big arm, but can you do it in the moment? You know, can you step up at playoff time and separate yourself like all the great ones do. And 
that's been one of the most fun things for me to watch through this playoff run. Josh Allen had that great game in, in round one, and, and, you know, you got Patrick Mahomes coming back 13 seconds to go in week two. But the, the totality of the, the playoffs, I'm not sure any quarterback has played better than Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. And I love that for him, that he's really answered those questions for all of us is, you know, was it Detroit? Was it you? Can moment? And he's handled the moment brilliantly. So I think right now, you know, you say to yourself, i got to do it one more time. You know, there's all kinds of pressure, no matter if you're the underdog or the favorite in this Super Bowl, because you don't know if you're ever going to get another chance at this, especially a guy like Matthew Stafford that, as you said, is, is more towards the end than the beginning. Uh, but you relish the moment. You want to relax and be able to play your best football. But I love that he's been able to do that, and he's really the reason, in my opinion, that the Rams are in this game. Greedy and, and Kurt Warner, i got one more thing for you here, and, and that is maybe one of the greatest games I can ever remember watching was a game in which you and Arizona beat Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, and that, that was it was an epic game, and you want to – if I remember correctly, was it 51-45 or – it was just was right, exactly. an unbelievable game that you had. So you've had your share of battles with Aaron Rodgers, and, and here he is sort of at a crossroads moment in his career. Uh, you're a guy who played on three different teams. You understand some of the dynamics here. What is your sense of what we should expect him to do? Well, I mean, I think you weigh everything if you're a quarterback that has somewhat of control in your situation. And, you know, I look at it from a fan, and I say the first thing is I want Aaron Rodgers, if he goes somewhere else, to stay in the NFC. Because, you know, we got Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes on the AFC side. You want to have that same kind of balance on the NFC side with the quarterbacks every year. And so, um, you know, if that becomes a factor, you say, okay, who's available in the NFC? Where are my stops in the NFC uh, where I can compete every year? And, uh, you know, not a lot of spots available. Let's see, you know, what San Francisco does, but I'm not sure they're going to be able to take on his contract. Uh, You know, New Orleans, is that a spot that you feel comfortable? Or do you come back and you say, man, Green Bay is my best shot to continue to compete every single year. But can Green Bay, you know, fit him under the cap and all the things they have to do with the different players? So, um, you know, my, my feel is that he'll be back with Green Bay for, for some reason, just because I believe that comfortable fit, um, every quarterback wants that and wants to know they're going to have a chance to compete and not necessarily go to an unknown. Um, but I think there are some good spots out there. You know, Denver, I think, would be a great spot with the team that they've got put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Francisco, like I said, I think would be unbelievable if they could make it work. So um, I'm intrigued like everybody else, but I just have this feeling that we're going to see Green Bay, uh, you know, make a run and, and find a way to keep Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be fascinating to watch. By the way, the 96 points in that game, the 51-45 game, are the most in a playoff game in NFL history. So you've been the answer to two trivia questions today oh, so yeah. far. Kurt Warner is with us again today, brought to us by TiVo. Tell us about the program. Uh, you're going to love this, Greeny. I'm not sure if you're the streamer in your house like Brenda is in my house. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Stacey may be in your house, but she's always coming to me with, you know, favorite movies. TV shows that she wants to watch. And so we always sit down to watch them, and it always takes her 10 or 15 minutes to kind of navigate through all these streaming services to figure out, okay, which one had that movie or that show that I was looking at. So T-Bow has created the T-Bow Stream for connected to your TV, and it will house all of your streaming services. So mm. you just go there, you tap in whatever movie you want to see. I know you're a big you know, football movie fan, Greeny, so mm-hmm. tap in American Underdog. It will pull from whatever streaming service uh, has American Underdog. Put it right there at the top. It's easy to use. 
no hassle, no time, $29.99 on TiVo.com. Go to Amazon, and it will make your streaming experience so much easier, and you won't get uh, uptight with your wife like I do going, come on, can we just get to this show that you want to watch, and I get impatient with it. So it's the perfect thing for where we're at right now, as we know, Streaming is taking over the world. American underdog, the Kurt Warner story. Kurt, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Enjoy the week and the game this weekend, and we'll talk again soon. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Greeny. Good, good being on. Take care. That's Kurt Warner with us again now at NFL Network and all the other stuff. You know, who, you don't need me to tell you who Kurt Warner is. They made a movie about his life for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, with us here, and that's good fun there. Uh, what a crazy morning. I mean, we got a lot of stuff going on. Let me remind you about the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters. It's presented by Supercuts. And check out ESPN Daily wherever you enjoy your podcast. Uh, so, Nuno, you're the producer of the show. I had planned here something really really fun that I wanted to do that involves Mike Trout. And, but I feel, I'm feeling a little pressure to sort of continue to follow the NBA piece of this because Wendy has kind of set off alarm bells. So as the producer of this show, Nuno, I'm going to let you choose. Which of those should we do right now? I think the NBA is the more pressing one. Plus, right. aren't you, you know, along with Stephen A. and Wilbon and Jalen Rose, the face of the NBA for ESPN? So well, let's that, do it. That's correct. Um, and, and we will be here tonight at 7 Eastern. We will have countdown. And, um, you know, we've been, we've been talking for a while about how we will be on the night before the trade deadline. It really will be something if we are sitting there talking about what would be one of the biggest NBA trades in a very long time. If you're just joining us, do I have any of Windy cut up here? Let's get some of that cut up so I can bring spring back because he said it so much better than I did. But the bottom line is he pointed out extraordinarily well that Harden, through his actions, has demonstrated he wants no part of playing for the Nets. None. Now, here's what we don't know. When KD comes back, because he will, will that change? Is Harden just thoroughly dogging it, which he definitively is? Is he doing that because he just, A, knows that without KD, they really aren't in these games. They don't have much of a chance of winning these games. And B, it doesn't matter anyway what their record is by the time they get to the playoffs. And thus, when KD comes back and they get themselves serious, everything will be, if not perfectly okay, then much better than it is now. Or does he want out of there so badly that even when KD comes back, this nonsense continues? We're just guessing as to the answer. What is your guess as to the answer, Hembo? My guess, based upon what Brian Windhorst just told us, is that he's over there. And that's mostly because of Kyrie Irving. It was Wendy who said, yeah, that relationship, which had a chance, pretty much has no chance now. It seems to me that James Harden is, based upon his action at least, saying aloud, this is not at all what I signed up for. And it seems to me that Kyrie Irving is the biggest piece of that. I, I agree with that. I have two thoughts on it. Bubba, I'll bring you in. We've not yet heard from the third member of the hashtag crew today, and that's, of course, Bubba. And what I'm about to get into is kind of a complicated issue. But here in New York State, which is where the, the Brooklyn Nets obviously play, the governor of the state of New York is expected today, I don't believe it has happened yet, but is expected today to lift the mask mandate in New York. This is happening in a lot of states around the country and, and based upon where we are with the coronavirus and everything else. This is obviously something most people already know. But in New York State, they're going to lift that mandate. And I was reading it, and in what it, at least in the article that I read, it's, it said that along with removing the mask mandate, 
What also, let's just use a restaurant, for example. Restaurants will no longer be obligated to demand that you see proof of vaccination in order to allow you into the restaurant. Now, obviously, they can continue to do so if they choose, but it will not be a mandate. It does beg the question, if this goes well, let's say all of these states continue with all this stuff, and we don't have some terrible spike in numbers and deaths and all that sort of, I mean, I hate to even speculate about this aloud, but as the next step of that, removing whatever specific provision of the mandate is that is preventing Kyrie Irving from playing home games. We have two months before the playoffs start. So is it conceivable that in the next two months, the provision that is preventing Kyrie Irving from playing home games is lifted, changed, altered? And you know what I'm getting at here, that suddenly Kyrie is available full time because that does change the dynamics of things considerably for any number of reasons and in any number of ways. So, Bubba, let me ask you there, because you have a pretty good sort of feel for things. Do you believe this trade will happen, and do you think it should happen? Uh, I I do think it will happen, and I do think it should happen, because, I mean, if Brian Windhorse is talking, I'm going to believe old Windy, Mm because he thinks, you know, I think he's dialed in, and uh, I respect old BW. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think if you're just watching – any even as a casual NBA fan, which I would consider myself these days, if you're watching Harden, you can just tell. I mean, he's he's not even trying half the time. So I mean, I don't think I don't see how the Nets could just continue to keep putting him out there with the hope of, oh well, maybe if we get Kyrie back, which I do think that probably seems maybe more likely than not in a couple months. But you, I don't think they can go with the oh well, once we get him back. Maybe Harden will start trying again. Like that's that just seems not worth it. So I think they need to move on and probably will move on because it's the right thing to do. Because Harden has just put them in this position and now he's quit on two teams, which is crazy. So then that begs the other question, which I guess in this regard is maybe the bigger question, and we'll come back and talk about it in a moment. Put Simmons on the Nets, put Harden on the Sixers not knowing what other pieces may have to go from Philly to Brooklyn, but in general, philosophically, which team then becomes the team to beat in the Eastern Conference? Because I can tell you right now, Big Perk said Philly. So I'll be curious to see what people have to say about that. I also have another interesting trivia question. Hembo, ask the question aloud that you asked me this morning. The basketball question, right? Yes. I asked you the very simple question. Do you happen to know who leads the NBA in minutes played this season, in total minutes, who leads the league this season? So, not in per game, but which player has played the most NBA minutes this regular season? I think the answer will shock you. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. Woj coming up live off the top of the hour. So that's about 15 minutes away. The day before the trade deadline with stuff just flat percolating. If you missed what Wendy said earlier, I'm going to play it for you in a minute because you have to hear it. But... Nuno, you look in the rundown, right? So I assume you've already seen the answer to this trivia question. We shouldn't have put it in there because I bet you I know it. Nuno, do you know the, the, the trivia question that Hembo asked me this morning before we came in here was, what player leads the NBA in minutes played this season, just total minutes? Do you know the answer, Nuno? Don't say it if you do. I do. Okay. Uh, Bubba, you, I know, don't look at the Google Doc, so you probably have not seen this answer. Is that accurate? You you are, of course, a full-fledged, full-time member of the staff of the show, but I trust that the fact that the answer is actually written in our show Google document does not impact your knowledge of it, right? Yeah, I, m- I missed this one. Okay. So, yeah. so do you, so you want to take a guess at the answer? Which player do you think has just played the most minutes in the NBA this season? Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, Let me give you a couple of hints. It is a very famous player. It is, it is a player er, that every a casual basketball fan knows well. Okay. Well, I mean, LeBron's missed too many. Mm-hmm. Um, you're warm. Warm. I mean, Anthony yep. Davis has missed too many. You're warm. <laughs> uh, it, it, it can't be Westbrook, right? It's Russell Westbrook. <laughs> really? Russell Westbrook has played 1,902 what? minutes. That's insane. That's the most of any player in the NBA this year. Would anyone have gotten that? Like, I, I, when Hembo told me that this morning, I, I had the same reaction that you're having now, Bubba. Like, that, that can't be that true. That doesn't make any sense. He keeps getting benched. <laughs> 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 I guess it just goes to show that if you actually show up and play all the games, you're going to play more minutes than most people. Because most people don't show up and play all the games. But I was, and I planned that because we were going to do a whole thing on the Lakers, which I thought was going to be a big topic here. But then Brian Windhorst came on and said this. For some reason, and I don't know why, Kyrie Irving is able to connect with Kevin Durant. I don't think that that marriage makes sense to me. I, I, I frankly think, to put it bluntly, I think Durant could do better. But Kyrie and Kevin connect, and it connected, and Kyrie got him to Brooklyn. All of the other options he had. Not just where to play, but who to play with. Kyrie won the Derby. You know, it's after the shot he hit in Game 7 in 2016. I would argue it's the greatest accomplishment of Kyrie's career, is, is getting Durant to really believe and trust in him. And that connection, that coupling, has survived this, situ- this situation. Durant is aligned with Kyrie. He was aligned with Kyrie when he got there, and he remains aligned with Kyrie. And Harden is not. And thus, Wendy tells us that the Harden for Simmons trade is very much on the table. It is a real possibility that it happens between now and the trade deadline tomorrow. Again, I'm delighted that we'll be here tonight for NBA Countdown you know, with Steve and Mike Wilbon and, and uh, Jalen and me will be here 7 o'clock Eastern on TV on ESPN, maybe talking about one of the biggest NBA trades in a really long time. And it does beg the question, if it happens, and I don't even want to 
put into the mix of it all um, who else might go with Simmons to the Nets because we don't know that. Are we sure that there would be more things? Well, we're sure from what Wendy told us that that's what the Nets want is that they want more than just Simmons for Harden. Of course. I mean, it's before the deadline. That's what you would say, right? So, yeah. Well, in a, in a vacuum, and, and the contracts obviously have a lot to do with this because Harden is a free agent at the end of this year, He's right? He's 32 years old. So you're trading for three months of James Harden. Well, you would, if he went to Philly, the assumption would be that he would sign the extension. So now you're extending a 30, how old did you say he was? He's 32 years old. 32-year-old guy with a... 59-year-old body um, <laughs> who plays when he feels like it, and you're going to have to sign him for $300 million? Yeah, but Ben Simmons, even though he's 25, isn't playing for you. Right. So, like, I mean, but the circumstances... I can't believe I'm saying this, but the circumstances of that are kind of specific, right? Like, like Kyrie's <laughs> circumstances are specific. They're ridiculous, but they're specific. The circumstances with Simmons are specific. The circumstances with Harden are much more run-of-the-mill. He's unhappy, so he's tanking it. He's not trying. He's giving you no effort. Again. Again. I, I mean, it's, it's a, he has long since forfeited the benefit of the doubt on things like this. He blatantly did it in Houston. He's blatantly doing it now. And he's getting paid $44 million while it's happening. So, I, I don't know. For the, some reason, that one galls me more than the other ones gall me, even though they gall me too. Nuno, who's the better? If, if, if the Sixers get... Harden, and the Nets get Simmons, and the five players who stand out from that, meaning the Nets' big three and Embiid included, are all healthy. Who wins the East? I really want to say the 76ers, but Kyrie is so good when he's actually playing, and that's what scares me. And then I think the Nets still do. I hate to say it, but I think the Nets still do. Will the answer possibly come down to how many games Kyrie can play? Like, right now, we just talked about this a few moments ago, the laws are moving here in New York State. The mask mandates and the vaccine mandates are being lifted. The expectation is they'll be lifted as soon as today. Now, the city still has its own right to make its own rules. But if if, the, if that was a seven-game series and you found out that Kyrie was eligible for all seven games, how much of an impact would that have on your pick? Oh, I think that definitely sways it to where the Nets. I just Nets. Th- yeah. so how about yes. how about only three or four games of Kyrie? I would think the Seventy Sixers have a better chance at that point because I think you're going to get a motivated Harden, right? It's which is so sad, as you were saying. You're going to get a motivated Harden for the, that seven game series, and Embiid, who's playing at, at the MVP level, and then Ben Simmons, we know is going to pass up a shot or a layup, right, Hembo? <laughs> right. That's Hembo's team, most certainly not his guy. Who wins that series? The Sixers win that series. The Sixers are right now two and a half games back of the one seed, getting nothing from the Ben Simmons roster spot. You're adding a first ballot Hall of Famer to the MVP of the league. The 76ers should become the favorite to win the East if they can pull this off. One of the questions I want to ask today is, do you kind of feel sorry for KD in all of this? Like, whether he's your favorite player or not, he's kind of, comparatively speaking, wrapped himself in glory. We'll talk about that. We got Woj coming up live off the top of the hour. Don't miss it next. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.